You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 167, Bedroom Feng Shui for Health. Welcome to episode 167 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for any information about upcoming workshops and the next time we open up our membership, the inner circle, and just to learn more, we have a certification program and we hope you'll join us for that. Yeah. So we have our certification program or our next class starts at the end of April and we are doing info sessions to walk people through their live a little bit more about the program. So if you would like to join us, they're free and attend one of these information sessions, be sure to get on to our mailing list because we will send out a notification with the zoom link ready to go. And we can hang out for 45 minutes. We'll tell our stories a little bit. Angie and I talk a little bit about how we got into feng shui, a little bit of our backgrounds, and then we go into the details of the program. So it's a fun way to spend 45 minutes, especially if you've been curious for a while and it's, we're, we're always there. She and I, it's not a recording. Angie and I are there. We do it. And then we take questions as well. So it's, it's a nice little chat. So Angie, today we are going to talk about creating a bedroom that is focused on health using feng shui. So we've done a couple of these. We just did one a little while ago about love and romance and partnership, but we've kind of been getting the sense, I would say for a while now, that people are really concerned, feeling drained, feeling depleted their well-being and their health is a concern and they want to feel more supported in their home. So they want to, there is a way we can use feng shui to bring a little bit more ease and comfort, which is what we thought this would be a good way to focus on. So we have several points here that we're going to go through about how you can craft it, things like colors, what kind of elements you want to bring in. But we thought, so if we start with the basic basics, like basics, and I know some of us, we're going to sound like a broken record, but especially when we're talking about health and well-being, these are are pretty important from a feng shui standpoint. So Angie, the first foremost thing that we would want to do basic wise to set up our bedroom would be what? Well, yeah, the most important thing is to look at your bedroom setup and You know, even if you have been listening to us for a while, I found that people don't even know this. So it's, even though Mm -hmm. it's basic to some of our practitioners and our students, Mm -hmm. it's a huge thing for the average person. Mm -hmm. So you really want to look at your optimal bed position. And there's so, so many different perspectives on where you would place your bed, but from the BTB feng shui perspective, we use something called the commanding position, which governs how you locate yourself in a room based on the flow of energy. So for the bedroom and for the bed, this is really important because it is a part of 
your home and a piece of furniture in your home and a place in your home that you spend an awful lot of time and you spend a lot of time sleeping in bed. And so the position and how you are orienting yourself in terms of the flow of energy, the flow of chi, the chi is life force energy is really, really important. So you want to set yourself up in your bedroom so that with your bed, so that you are positioned. So when you're lying in bed and, or if you're laying back on your headboard, that you can see the door without directly being in line with the door. This means that you do not want to have the door behind you. You don't want to have the door right in front of you as well. So ideally this optimal bed position is with your bed diagonal or like kitty corner from the door. And if you can't do this because you cannot move your bed, you can try to set up a mirror so you can see the reflection of the door in the mirror, but this is not ideal, especially if you want to work on your overall well-being. It's better if you can, if you can move your bed to move your bed. Yes. And it's on a very subtle level too. It might not seem like a big deal, but being able to see what's coming at you and being able to greet the energy and, and having that, that control over what you can see allows your body to relax and it allows your, your nervous system to, you know, go down a notch, even though you might not think it, believe it, realize it, but it it does. It really does. And another thing that we would say in terms of basics for the room setup, and we're not judging in terms of clutter. We've talked, we talk about this a lot, But if you aren't able to walk through your bedroom easily and you are tripping over things or you are unable to access areas of your bedroom because of clutter, that will create stagnant chi. That will create pockets of places in your bedroom where the chi isn't able to flow and move through smoothly. It also adds weight. It adds a heaviness, a heavy energy to you. And it, whether you like it or not, it is frustrating you on a really sort of subtle, again, a subtle level, the harder it is to you to get into your bed, move around, navigate around your bedroom. It will wear on your, again, on your systems on a really subtle level. So overall we would call that making sure that the flow of chi in your bedroom is good. So think of it this way. If you can't walk there or move there with ease, neither can the chi, right? The energy. So it would also qualify it beyond this as clutter would be if you've put a lot of heavy furniture that blocks, you know, traffic patterns and ability to move. You know, I see this quite a lot with clients. They get these large bedroom, what do you call them? Like sets, like that are like come together as a match set. And you have sometimes like five pieces of furniture, not even including the bed, you know? So, you know, they'll have a high, you know, a high boy, they'll have, a, um, you know, a low chest of drawers, then they'll have two nightstands. And then, you know, they could have even another large chair or a trunk at the foot of the bed. And I have seen this where it is like 75% furniture, you know, on the floor and like, you know, very little floor space. So give that some thought that'll add a lot of really heavy chi into your bedroom. And, you know, again, there's not a lot of space for the chi to move around and that it almost makes an equation with your own life. Like maybe you don't have space in your own life to just relax, to spend time on you, to, to bring in more self-care, to take more time for yourself. You're overwhelmed. 
Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I was recently at a consultation where it looked like a hotel room and there was nothing at all in there. And that's Chuyin. So if you have absolutely nothing in your space, that could also be challenging as well. So we're not saying go minimal and have nothing in your space because oftentimes that's a reflection of someone who has not that has not so much stability and they're not invested in the space and, or investing in themselves. It can mean a lot of things. So you want to look at your particular space. And if you're not working with the consultant, you have to kind of make that judgment call, like what is challenging? What is, what is a challenging flow of energy or what is too open and how Mm -hmm. do you balance those things? But generally, most people that we see on the podcast or we see in some of our classes are ones that have tend towards other way (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or the ones that are like listening sometimes have too much stuff. So, Mm -hmm. so, you know, don't have too much stuff if you can help it and start to let go of things. But also if you are starting somewhere new or don't have a lot of things, maybe it's time to create some stability and make some commitments to your space to your bedroom. And all of that will be able to support your overall health. Okay. Yes. Next let's talk about color. So what are some good colors to cultivate this well-being in this health focus that you want in your bedroom? And also the reason we're talking about a bedroom as opposed to a living room or kitchen, et cetera, is because the bedroom is very connected to you. And it, again, as Angie mentioned, you spend the most time there, but it's a where you recharge. It is the most intimate space. So for you or for you and your partner. So it's the most effective place to work, especially when we're talking about working on health and well-being. Okay. So some colors that we would say, if we were to pick and We won't get into details on how or where you could use them. You don't have to, but I will say you don't have to paint your walls. Okay. You can do it in subtle ways using intention. So yellow, yellow would be the first color. And the reason is it is connected in feng shui to the earth element. It is the official color, the traditional color of the earth element. And it is therefore going to cultivate the energy of grounding, stability, ease, comfort, nurturing, all of those qualities. It's also connected in the Bagua as well. And so that it has that other layer with the, with the Tai Chi, which is about well-being and health. So it has lots of, there's different ways you can use color. You can keep it really simple and say, I like yellow. And I want to bring more well-being in my life and in my body and in you know everything about my, my world and my space. So I am going to add yellow to that space. I am going to maybe paint the walls if you want to, fair enough, and pick a color you love. Or I am going to change the bedding to yellow, or I'm going to add a toss pillow, or I'm going to add artwork. So, but that is your intention. And so that is a good way to bring the cultivate and bring that energy into a space by using the feng shui energy of the color that that it symbolizes and that it connects with, and then your own intention. Another color, Angie? Another color would be green. So in feng shui and in the five elements, green or teal or blue, those are colors that are related to the wood element and 
One of the benefits of the wood element is that it supports healing and growth. And so if you're looking to support your health and your overall well-being, the colors of the wood element, again, which are greens, blues, and teals are usually a good color to go for, especially if you want to focus on that healing aspect for your health. And it connection has that connection with nature, which, you know, and, and that's always there on a, on, you know, we want more to be around more trees, more greenery. And so that's another, you know, connection to that. It, it automatically connects us on a level with um, nature, which we need more of. The last color that we have in our list of good colors for health is browns, browns as a category. So not necessarily dark, dark brown. You know, when I was giving this some thought, I always would say more of the mid-tone browns that really bring up a feeling of warm, earthy tones, because again, we're connecting with that grounding, stable energy. And if you feel overall that you're sort of buzzing and, and anxious, and again, your nervous system is a little elevated, having that grounding chi, that earth chi to help you root down is, is, a, is a really nice intention and a really good energy to balance that out. Again, you could paint it brown, the walls, beiges, browns, not super inspiring, but they can be quite lovely and nurturing. Or again, you could bring in bedding you know, with those mid-tone browns. And don't forget that your floor could be wood and it could be in brown because you have to look at what you're working with in your space as well. Just as a side note, in BTB feng shui, wood furniture is not the wood element. So wood, wood floors, wood furniture, whatever the color of that wood, that is what the element is. So for instance, most of us, let's say have wood floors, they're going to be brown. Therefore we have the earth element. Okay. So that's something to think of as well. So if you already have that working in your space, then maybe you choose to add some yellow or some green or some teals. And that said with all of these colors, if you want to work with your health, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have yellow, green, or brown mm -hmm. in your space. This is, this is just a general advice for an anonymous person that we're <laughs> looking at. But um, if you also have a color that you're really drawn to, that you have your own healing story around, then that would be your best color. But these are, this is just like, we've created a generic person we're mm -hmm. talking to the generic podcast listener. And for the generic podcast listener, yellow, green, and brown are the most mm -hmm. healing colors for supporting your health. But if you're really looking at like Laura Morris. Laura Morris might have a different healing color for health for her bedroom. And Angie Cho has a different healing color for health in her bedroom. Yeah. And I think that's where you don't have to work with color. Instead, you could work with the basics in terms of the flow, how the space is laid out, right? Because not everything needs to be a feng shui adjustment. Can we just say you can just have a room be a color and you don't have to worry about it more than that. So don't panic right now. If your color, if your walls are not those three colors, right. do not worry about that. Do not step away from the color part. It's not important. And instead focus on that first part that we were talking about declutter, bed position, flow of chi, furnishing, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. And moving past color. Okay. So moving beyond that. Let's just talk a little bit about things that, again, you can 
has a little bit to do with setup and a little bit to do with ways you can bring in specific types of energy again with intention, but just sort of basic stuff that again, there's a reason why in feng shui we would do them natural. I'm kind of calling this category natural elements. And the first thing we would say is light. So light daylight, natural light, but you know, all forms, all ways of lighting your space are really important in terms of feeling supported, feeling ease and relaxed, et cetera. And having those lights at the right time of day, that makes sense to your body, being able to shut light out. So having the right window treatments, but opening your blinds up and letting natural sunlight come in is incredibly powerful. And that is pure yang energy. And that is the, the lively kind of life-giving energy that balances out the slower yin, more low chi version of things, right? So it's a way to balance it out. Any others you can think of, Angie, that you would say natural if we qualified them as natural elements? Well, last week we did the chi forecast and we talked Mm -hmm. about cleaning the windows. So if you didn't listen to that, definitely take a listen. And this was a chi forecast for April. And we talked about windows. So really being able to clean your windows and open them up and bring in fresh air and having fresh air circulate is really important as long as, you know, I know some people live in condos where you may not be able to open the window, but really actually, you know what, they, that shouldn't be the case because you have to, (laughs) you have to have operable windows by code. So take time, open your windows, clean them and let in fresh air, because that is like a, in a sense, a chi infusion of freshness into your life, opening up the windows. If you ever Mm -hmm. feel stuck, if you feel like really stagnant in your space, if you're feeling that your health needs a boost, the most important thing is to open up those windows and let in fresh air and, and also get out into the air too. But, um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of feng shui for your bedroom, open up all the windows and let the air circulate. And then I would say, just to close up this category, just to give you guys a couple more things without getting them into a detail, try to stick with natural fibers, linens, cottons, consider bringing in natural elements like crystals. If that is something that resonates with you, because that is the earth, that is earth chi. And if you know about crystals, you can pick ones that have certain vibrations that you really resonate with. And then the last, which we did two episodes ago is plants. Plants are a way to bring in natural elements so that you can observe the cycles of nature, but it also bring in that wood cheese. So if you don't want to paint your walls green or you don't want to add in green, you can add a plant, but you still get that qualities that we were talking about. Last thing, Angie, do you have any last little tidbits or pro tips? Yeah. So I was thinking that one also simple thing that everyone can do to enhance their health and well-being in their bedroom is to place a faceted feng shui crystal ball. So it's a faceted crystal ball that's prismatic and it's almost the size of a golf ball. And you can hang that from a red ribbon from your ceiling on a hook and hang it down from the center of your bedroom. And what's really important is that you also place this with intention that you want to bring more clarity, more energy and uplift your overall health to support you. 
Good one. That's a good one to finish on. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune up tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. You can subscribe and you can even leave a review. You can always support the podcast by checking out our certification. Laura and I teach a feng shui certification program at the Mindful Design School and we're open for enrollment right now and we're starting in April, May. We hope you'll join us if you've been looking to really dive deep and learn about feng shui, this is perfect for you. You can join one of our info sessions to learn more and you can find out more about us by joining our mailing list. You can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom and join our mailing list. And if you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on even deeper level, you could visit our website at holisticspaces.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.